Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 112. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are here for your guys' amusement, entertainment, and by good golly, we hope that it gets you thinking. You're going to learn today. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. So what's Real Talk? You already know, but just in case your first time, Real Talk's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, with us, too. Random guys. That's right. Um, Complete randos. Yeah, and we hope that it inspires you guys to have these kinds of discussions with your friends. That's right. Friends, family, whatever. You need them. We need each other, man. We We live in a world in a time when we are separated. When our community comes from a social network in which we're not really having community, but only interacting with the simulation that we're given. That's right. Are you part of the simulation, or are you going to break the cycle? Anyway, for, for yourself. So, uh, so yeah. All that aside, we've You're lost right every new. <laughs> like, what is this? So, yeah, guys. What's cool about Real Talk is you get an opportunity to interact with us uh, anonymously. There's a link somewhere in the description of this video: www.theremnant.life/real. That's R-E-A-L dash talk. So, www.theremnant.life/real dash talk. You could go right now, click it, go down to submit a question. Tippity tap your question or topic or thought in there. Hit submit. It goes into our database completely anonymously. Couldn't find you if we tried. And we have. Yeah, because sometimes people are rude. I still, my favorite all-time plug into checking something out online is P90X Tony Horton at the end of Plyometrics. The way he does his keyboard sound is incredible. I, I can't do it. The way he does it, it's incredible. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I'm about to do that tonight again. I'm getting back on the train. I told you. Oh, gosh. Um. You're guilting yourself right now. I haven't even said anything. I know. Do I, I just, think you I just should? Reminded me. Were we more fit when we yeah, were older? We were. COVID was really good for us as far as fitness because being separated from the world with nothing to do except spend time with Tony Horton and P90X. <laughs> except doing totally spending Am I wrong? Time with Tony Horton. That's nope. that's true. All right. So anyway, yeah. I'll uh, just bump this. I'm sorry, guys. That that's the gist of it, guys. So uh, that's what real talk is, and we've got some questions today already queued up, mm-hmm. uh, and we're gonna. We're going to get into those. In the meantime, we'll kind of catch you up on our lives, if we have anything. Yeah. Discuss sort of the direction. You know, if you're a longtime Real Talk listener, viewer, mm-hmm. because we are both video and audio. That's right. Po- podcast format and video format on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, etc. We are trying to decide, and I, I know if you're a long-term listener, you've, you've heard us say this. Well, it's true, man. You know, whether or not... I even read, weirdly, wasn't looking for this, a quote from Elon Musk, okay? I'm not saying morally he's a guy to look to. Right. Pretty successful guy, I go. Thy guy, though? Pretty successful guy. Mm-hmm. Intelligent guy. And uh, essentially, he kind of put into words why I think we talk about this a lot. He said, don't fool yourself into thinking something's working when it's not, because then you're just, you're focusing on a bad solution. Hmm. Just pretty deep, right? It is. So, for us... Elon. Huh? It's an old yeah. Elon. So, for us here on Real Talk... You know, one of the things we're constantly asking ourselves is, are we using our time, energy, effort toward the things that are making the most impact and uh, for people and for the kingdom, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at. Um, it's not our egos. It's not that we want people to go, no, we love you. We just, we have to decide. We have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You know, for a church our size, we are trying to do a lot of things. We are. And um, I think some of that... Actually, we're trying to do a lot of things, no matter what size church you are, I think. 
Um, I think right, that, actually. <laughs> yeah, because Real Talk is sponsored by the Remnant Church here in Indiana. Yes. Uh, you know, we have to decide what's a good use of our time. It's true. You know, right? when there's so many things all up in the air at once, you know, it's hard to, that in itself is hard to find a balance in, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out, hey, you know, what has priority over what or what, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, you know, and then you start involving, you know, different aspects of these things. It, you're right. It does take a lot of effort and like, you know, is it worth doing? You know, I know off right off the bat, I could say, I don't know, because, you know, views are down compared to what they were. At least on, ago, the, on the web series ago. and the pod. Or, well, we don't. I don't know about podcasts. I haven't asked you about podcast that. has been down yeah. compared to what it used so to be. So it's all down. All of it. So yeah. so that leads us to like you know what are we doing? That's right. Um, you know are we, you know are we taking away from other places in our church and our and our mission? Mm-hmm. Even real talks, right? I don't think we're ever going to stop using social media and uh, media to reach people. Absolutely I not. I, I'm really proud of our, our the way that we've kind of. At least in our area, I know a lot of churches do it and do it really, really well. Absolutely, do it even better. But I oh, think yeah. we're pretty, pretty good. Yeah, man, at making use of that. I think we've from where we've started and where we're at now, man. I think we've made a lot of growth, and I think it's awesome. And like you said, I don't think the the presence of social media through this church will ever go away. Sure, it's more are we should we focus on something else? I think that's the yeah. question. So you know, you guys that are listening, we we're asking for feedback. So whether you're a brand new listener, we've had some people on YouTube, for instance. Give us thoughts. Really encouraging. I still don't know who the person was, but that was person cool. a few weeks ago. Uh, ironic that we're talking about this when they're like, keep doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. but he did. The person did say, listen, real, real talk. <laughs> I think they even said that. You know, they did. These are not where they should be. And that's the truth, man. So, you know, I guess if you guys are listening, watching, you're a long-term, um, long-time listener, you know, we need feedback. We need to know. Uh, and you've given us feedback on format, but, you know, we need to make some decisions also budget budget wise yeah you know i I heard someone last week a couple weeks ago made a joke on real talk live and it's true though they said yeah as soon as you guys mentioned giving or donating we lost viewers and here's the reality we we cannot continue to pour resources into something right that that may not be reaching as many people and um I mean, we definitely reach people. I know that. Those of you watching, you matter to us. Absolutely, you matter. And we, you mean a lot to us. But particularly the fact that there are people that don't go to our church that are long-term listeners, I think, who, who regardless still don't feel motivated enough or encouraged enough or inspired enough or whatever you want to call it. They don't get enough out of it to want to partner with us even financially a little bit. And I know that's awkward to talk about. Anyone that knows me, I think you guys, I don't like it. No. But that's reality. And hmm um, you know, we've tried different ways to appeal or try to get people to say, you know what, five bucks a month, even, you know, from outside, we're in a different state or a different church, but we, we believe in what you guys are doing and right. we want, we want to support that. Um, because that's the realistic thing too, is like, we have a responsibility to, to our church to not take a lot of resources from that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. I, you're right. You know, and I think we, you know, honestly, we owe it to to Christ <laughs> to maximize what we can, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that, you know, when it comes to a show like this, you know, I think it's been awesome. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> it's funny, you know, when I think about even like TV, for example, like you think of like the idea of a TV show, right. Or like a, just a show in general, reality mm-hmm. show, whatever, however you want to look at it, you know, all, you know, those things come to an end eventually, right. Because they realize we've maximized what we can do with it. 
you know, and so I go, have we maximized it? I don't know. Yeah. You know, has, 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 it's done, has it done, has it fulfilled its role? Exactly. Right? We don't we've, know. We've, we've done what we needed to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to move forward and look at something different. That's possible. Exactly. And, and that's not a sad thing. That would no. be a celebration, right? We did the mission that we were kind of called to do. It met the needs it was called to me for the people it was called to meet it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why it's, you know, ready. Right. Um, so we have a lot of other ideas, you know. I still love the idea of us maybe maybe this becomes a thing where we literally go out with documents people sign saying we can mm-hmm. and we interview people on the street. Yeah. And have real talk there. It'd be cool. Um, I don't know. But you know, if you guys love this show, um, we need some feedback. We need to know, hey, even if it's just like, hey, keep going. I don't comment much, but I'm a listener. That's right. You know, those kinds of things help us to know people are still watching. We have the metrics we can see, right? Like to a degree, yes. But, to but, degree but those numbers it. don't tell us impact. Uh, absolutely. So, not. like, you know, it's not just the numbers, but we want to make sure that it's it's benefiting you guys that are listening and watching. That's right. And not just us, you know, having a good time or whatever. The other thing is, it takes a lot of time. You know, yeah. a lot of our time, for instance, your time, yeah, uh, fun turns time. That you know, that's a lot of time, and time time is. Time is money in the world, but time is equity, right? It, it mm. means something. That's right. So, you know, if you're outside the church, you don't you you're just some other state or city or whatever, and you're or this benefits you. Gosh, man, we really want to hear from you too, and and consider partnering with us um, financially, even five bucks, guys. Listen, I'm just gonna be real. Yeah, I'm not rich. You're AJ's not rich. This no. church isn't rich. We're not trying to buy Lamborghinis. The fr- when I was before I was a Christian, I was automatically suspicious of anyone asking for money. Mm-hmm. I'm just being realistic with you. We need that, you know. Yes, um, we need that partnership. So if you're out there, the, those are the, there's a lot of people within our church that donate to Real Talk on top of their offering. Pretty and you cool. guys, that's why I don't talk. It's so amazing what you do. Absolutely, um, but it's man, blessing. some of some of you out there that aren't, man, we would love if it means something to you. Consider even five bucks a month mm-hmm. or something uh, that goes towards that. So even Absolutely. as I say that, I'm like, well, someone got mad. But that's, <laughs> it that's is what reality. it is, man. Like you said, like like when it comes to like just pure reality, we're not a mega church. Mm-mm. We're not bringing in thousands of dollars. Mm-mm. We're not. And when we're doing, like you said, hundreds of thousands or anything like right. that. Right. Yeah. We're not. We're and not, like we're not like closing, but <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like you know, but like, like I said, like we're not a mega church, you know, and like that, I think it's hard for people to understand that, yeah. you know, or, or even like, you know, the fact that we're like, we're a non-denominational church. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't get denominational support. Exactly. There's yeah. no fundage from that either. So like, this is all, everything we do as a church, not even just real talk. Everything is based upon giving of, of, of any kind. Right. Sure. And you know, it's tax deductible and all that stuff. So it's legit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not trying to talk about money because it's not just money. Right. Right. We could be getting, of money and still if we feel like impact's not there so it's just kind of both things that we're sort mm-hmm. of wrestling through us behind the scenes right of what's the best use of our time and our resources for us and for the church and for you guys right we don't want to exactly we don't want to waste your time we don't want to waste our time that's good good so, way to put it it's kind of where we're at guys so consider giving some input where i mean now today if you're listening to this like we need it yes so uh www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk mm-hmm. thoughts concerns let us know where you're from that'd be love nice. to hear you know hey i'm listening from ohio or washington or whatever we'd love to hear that because i know we've we've gotten views from that. that's right it's just whether or not those people are listening regularly i don't know it's hard telling right also giving us reviews 
on your podcast format. So a lot of you listen to us on podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say you know it's Apple Podcast or any of those mm-hmm. Spotify. Spot. Whatever. I don't know if you can do it on Spotify. That's so weird. I don't think you can, which is so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can share links on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So like taking your Spotify link and sharing it on your social media platforms is another way to help us, support us. You know, I've done that for word of mouth. I definitely have had podcasts that I suggest to people that are awesome to to listen to, to no benefit you. So, huh? No sleep podcasts. Yeah, and uh, Art of Manliness. There's a lot of cool ones that I've listened to. Um, so, yeah, just consider consider that, guys. We We need to... If not, no big deal. It's not like we're going to be matching, but we're going to be making those decisions on our own then. Mm-hmm. And like very seriously, because we've right. got a lot going on. Yeah. It's good. So anyway. I got, yeah, I got nothing else to add on that. It's good. Uh, any thoughts you want to share about yourself before we move on? Um, life is always in some sort of transition, it feels like. Um, you know, I say that, you know, in a time where there is kind of a transition happening, you know, where like, you know, going from one place to another and like it's interesting man you know I think that one thing I know I don't want to do and I can say this I can say this with 100% confidence is that I never ever want to you know and I think I think I've brought this up on Real Talk before bro and I, and I, want, I feel like I want to bring it up again is I never ever want to feel like I'm playing a character on a TV show for or this on, yes, or in life both <laughs> okay I, I never want to feel like I'm playing a character in one place and like I want to be me all the time, no matter what. Whether that is, you know, in life, not with a camera on me, or if it's with a camera on me, mm-hmm. I want to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I don't evaluate that. And so then I think, and I'm not saying I am playing a character because I don't think you know you could probably attest to this. I feel like I'm not playing a character, mm-hmm. but I think it's healthy to to remember to check yourself because I want to be the same person I am here than I am not with a camera on and I, I guess which is funny because you guys are probably thinking oh it's flipped he's probably like you know he's probably like a whole different person he's not like he's a whole different person behind you know behind the scenes it's actually the opposite I struggle to talk to people and I'm on a show where I talk about my life and talk about God every week so it's actually the opposite I feel like I do a better job of talking here in front of you guys than I do behind the scenes without a camera on and so the reason why I bring that up is because I think you know like I said, we're always transitioning in life, it feels like. It feels like there's always one chapter is being written into another one. One page is turning into another one. And so I think that one thing that's always remained consistent for me in, in a, as, a, as far as a struggle is being able to invest in conversations with people that have meaning. And I'm not saying that I can't do it, but I'm saying, like, it's a struggle. You know, I think for some reason, you know, that's something that, over the years, because when I used to do it, you know, when I wasn't a Christian, it was still for me. It was selfish. So it was easier to do because it was still about me. Even mm. if I didn't consciously think that, when I look back, I can go, that was selfish. Because I was going, well, you know, I was making myself feel better about myself because I'm listening to people and I'm giving them advice. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'm there for them, quotes. That's an air quotes, there for them. You know, and I wasn't, really. And so now that I'm a Christian, and I have been for, you know, you know, a few years now, you know, I think that that's, it, that's something that never has fully hit me, I don't think. I think mm-hmm. it's tough because I go, you know, I'm not saying I'm a bad person, but I am certainly not as good as I thought I was. And so, 
when you lived your life all those years, you know, 20 plus years of how you lived to the few years you're trying to live now as a Christian, for me personally, I think that that's hard for me to deal with because I go, man, like I have grown, but there's so much to grow in still. Mm. And, you know, that journey is, is far from over. And I think that from based upon where I am now, you know, that's something that I do want to get better at. But if, you know, if when I'm in my head, it feels like I won't get there because the only reason why I was good at it then is because it was about me and it was selfish. It was about, you know, making myself feel better. So how do I take that and put that into what I, how I do it now, right? So I think that, you know, that's something that I have to evaluate and that's just something that's been on my mind, mm. you know, because we, you know, we had a good conversation earlier that was really eye-opening. And I think that, you know, this is this is not only for me, but anybody else listening, I suppose. Like, if you find yourself not investing in people as well as you could, like, you need to really ask yourself why. <laughs> you know, are you actually giving effort to see people and love people? You know, are you really doing that? You know, so that's just something that's been on my mind. You know, mm. how well am I doing that? And if I'm not, which, you know, I try my best to, you know, give myself grace, but I don't think I am right now. You know, I so I have to... I have to evaluate why that is and actually, you know, talk about that, you know, because this is real talk, you know, this is what the show is all about. And I think a lot of the time I don't want to just play a character, you know, I want to actually be who I am. So that's something I've thought about. Um, but other than that, man, like I'm blessed, man. I, you know, whenever I actually manage to take a step back and look at where I am in life, like I go, dude. I would have never thought I'd be here, mm. you know, and that is always so sobering and it's so like, uh, it makes me want to cry. Cause I go, dude, like I was not supposed to be here and I was not supposed to be in a position I am, you know, I'm not supposed to be in a place where people, you know, have the respect for me. They do, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was just a guy who was just kind of wasting away. <laughs> and I think I forget that. And I think that's just because of all those years of living the way I do. You know, I I still see myself in that light. Mm. So even though people give me that respect that I often don't even recognize or I don't even think about, you know, it's because I don't. I think it's I'm st it's still catching up. It's like what you always say, you know, your outside trying to catch up with the inside, you know, because I am changed. But um, you know, we have to make conscious efforts to, despite knowing that your outside's trying to catch up, you can't just let it sit. You have to continue to push yourself to believe because your insides change when you're a Christian, but you have to believe that your outside's going to catch up. <laughs> yeah, and you got to make those choices to, exactly. to, to be different, right? Because now yes. you're, you're empowered and enabled to. Right, because just because your heart is changed on the inside because you believe in Jesus Christ now, you can't just sit there and believe that you're still who you used to be. <laughs> Because mm. then, like, what has really changed? Like, like your heart might have changed, but, like, are you really showing that? And then even then, or did you actually get saved then? Because I think you're going to transform. You're going to be different, you know? And I think that's something I've been thinking about, you know? And I understand people going through, like, tough phases in life, you know? But, you know, me personally, like, when I'm talking about my life and who I am, I think a lot of the time I think you just got to believe in who you are and what who God says you are. And that's something I struggle with. So. Yeah, and it's got to be a conscious choice to do that because exactly. it's too easy to. So I'm with you. I like what you said. And, you know, I got to focus on who I really am and choose to live out of that because it's so easy to get on autopilot. When you're on autopilot, you get comfortable, one, doing the bare minimum, 
And two, you even get comfortable kind of just accepting, well, this is just what I am. Yes. You know, and, and, and you get there. And it's like a shell, dude. It's weird. It's like a, I, like, you know, like, for example, using me, because, you know, talking about my life, like, you know, I can just wake up and just like life and not even talk. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. you know like do the things that I that I, you know do the things that I feel like I need to do or like do the things that I'm you know or at least try to do the things I'm told to do because I can struggle with that but um you know like and then before you know what the day's over and I think I think I've told you this like I think that's why time messes with me so bad because I go man like it's it's crazy to think that like the shell of who who I think I am like can just like come over you as soon as you wake up and before you know it it's it's the next day and you're like what happened mm. it's creepy so like i don't know man i guess it's making a conscious effort every day to be different be different and, and when i say be different i think people feel this pressure to have to be like a 180 completely different person man like challenge yourself like even if it's the small things you know like just look like being willing to be open to challenging yourself on something every day. Because if you're not, man, it what is all, life. Exactly. What is life and what like if you give if you give that other side of you, that lazy side or like that that you know, that that sinful side of you, if you give it an inch, just like how God, you know, it's but it's 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 the other way, you know. It's it's on the other side of the spectrum. If if you give God an inch of faithfulness, he he runs, he he he, you know takes it and runs a mile same with the enemy i feel like if you give an inch to the enemy he'll do everything he can to make you go the mile in the other direction mm -hmm. and i think that's why it's so important you know to push yourself and that's just something that me personally i find myself not doing a whole lot and i have to get better at that so um sorry to ramble but you know just thinking trying to think it out loud and process through stuff so <laughs> so if you had to put it in a sentence yeah one sentence what are you processing I am processing I am processing why I don't live out the way that I claim I should. And what's the purpose of finding out why? Cuz if I find out why I can change it and I can and I can I can change it and I can make a conscious effort to be who I'm called to be and be who God says I am. Yeah, and the reason I ask that is I think it's a really good point. I think a lot of people stop there, especially nowadays. I think our generation, me, millennials, and below, mm -hmm. um, more so, cause they, which isn't a bad thing, okay, what I'm about to say, but is we're very interested in finding out the why. Why do I feel this way? Why do I act this way? What's what's the, tr quote, trauma or whatever else, you know? Yeah. Which I think is fine. But we were kind of talking about, right before we got on, the difference between, like what you said, I'm not trying to make an excuse, right? And I was like well, trying to explain to you that, Given a reason isn't an excuse, and I think what I just asked you shows the difference between an excuse and a processing reason. Yeah. An excuse would be I'm going to find out why and use that to justify why I'm never going to change. Yeah. Versus I'm going to find out why, so it gives me helps me in the direction to change. Right? Does that make sense? Yep, I'm with you. So it's the difference between saying, let me give an example. Okay, this guy's got a limp. Okay, so the guy goes, I have a limp. Because there's a knife in my leg and I'm just really hurt. Versus that's an excuse. Okay, I'm using an example of a knife in the leg. Mm -hmm. Versus I'm limping because there's a knife in the leg. I'm going to pull the knife out now. 
and I'm going to wrap it so that it heals and maybe I won't limp. I got you. Yep. So I think that's really good for you to give, to share that and also share how you're not, you're processing to get somewhere, which is, is big, man. It is big because I think that's something I've struggled with a lot of my life. You know, I think I, (laughs) I think I, a lot of the time, like I said, I think I hit that wall. I hit that wall of like, well, there's the why, but that's all it is. You know, mm-hmm. and, and there's, I think a lot of the time I find myself not giving myself reasons to want, like, to, like, why you want to get past that. It's like, it's like my mind usually doesn't go there. So mm-hmm. it's good. For, it's good because it shows me that, like, I do care and, like, I want to be better and, like, I love Jesus and I want people to know that I love Jesus and I want people mm-hmm. to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you don't think that way every day, you're not going to do it, you know, because you have every reason in the world to the world standards to not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have, you know, I have to be mindful of that, truly mindful. And I think that we as Christians, including myself, take that lightly and we shouldn't. That's cool, man. Yes. So, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at. Um, appreciate you listening because I know that, that was a lot. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's good for people to, to hear and process. And I yeah. think a lot of people, when they let themselves if they let themselves would would think the same thing. Hmm. A lot of times we're just, the scary thing about autopilot is each of us has our version and it can typically work in life. Hmm. So then there isn't really a motivation to stop being on autopilot unless you realize that time is valuable. You're running out of it. Is the autopilot what meaning I'm just going through the motions really life, Hmm. you know? So, I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah, man. How about you? How are you doing? Um, I've realized... Okay, well, part of this is going to sound whiny, but if we're going to really try to be real like we used to, I will share this. So I've realized that I don't have... It's going to sound so whiny, so I'm really struggling to even say it. I don't have anyone in my life. Um, I th- well, my, I, I should say that. My heart, I, it doesn't seem on the surface. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I'm really lately recognizing how much it's impacting me that I don't have a family that I'm close with or a support system to rely on. Um. And that's affected me a lot. It's affected me in my relationships. It's affected me, I think, emotionally in like even processing. Hmm. Um, because I think there are areas, I always feel like I'm pretty good at processing my emotions and thinking through things, or at least I used to be. And I think lately I, there's areas that I don't let myself even feel because there's no point. Hmm. Like there's no point in feeling sad. Because no one's going to care, so you just got to take care of business. Um, you know, this is going to sound weird, man. At the end of the day, I see people with close families, and they they have this kind of security that comes from, no matter how old you are, you can call your dad, your mom, whatever, brother, sister, and there's someone who, like, loves you for you, and mm. not for what you do and who you, who you are, right? Or, like, not for what you do and your role, but for who you are. And, yeah. like, I know my mom loves me, okay? Well, I don't want to ever sound like I, for at least my mom, but I don't have a very, my family would, it's pretty broken. And I think they would be okay with me saying that. And it's sad, man. 
you know, and some of them I've had to cut relationships with because it's not healthy, it's not productive, it's not beneficial. And that's sad. And I've come to a place lately, I don't even know if I've told you this, where I've really accepted that I think when, as you're young, you always think that, well, it, it'll get fixed. Like, eventually it's going to get so fixed. so right, dude. Right? It'll, it'll, yeah. Eventually everything will be back to normal and we'll be close. And, but, like, sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes you don't ever get close. Sometimes you never have those relationships again. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it. And so you have to grieve that. And I think I'm in the the process lately in my stage of life where I'm kind of, you know, I'm in a different stage of life now, and I'm recognizing that. And for so many years of my life, I'm very thankful because it made me tough. I'm on my own, and i got to figure it out. And and I do think, but man, what did I lose? Like, I'm almost about to tear up, man, because I don't talk about this stuff a lot, but like, what did I lose in becoming hard and becoming, um, like, I can grieve for other people so much, man. I have so much empathy. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes because I can put my, my lack of empathy for myself and my own situation. And I can at least say, well, I can, I can help you not have to hurt or I can help you not have to feel lonely or I can help make sure that I'm going to check on you because I know what it's like to not be checked on. You know, and I don't do that all the time, but, uh, man, I think there's a lot of hurt inside of me that I probably haven't processed. And it's funny that no matter how old you are, you know, you're a relationship with a father and not a father or that kind of stuff, man, like it hurts you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes this is going to sound, this is me being really transparent, dude. Sometimes I feel like a boy in an Iron Man suit, like I'm Iron Man most of the time, right? I can, I just do what I'm supposed to do. You know, God's like, man, I don't, it sounds so awkward, but like made me a leader. Or like, you're so bold, Todd, and all these things. And it's like, yeah, man, I can do that when I'm the Iron But inside, there's a, there's still, still a boy, a part of me that's like, had to deal with that to, man, it's so funny to say this as an adult, because people had it far worse than me, but I've, but I've learned to, be Iron Man really early. And what did I lose? What did I lose in becoming that? And like, you can't get that back. Hmm. You know, like there's parts that I'm not going to ever get back. You're right. <clears throat> um, it's tough, man. And I think, I think that it's hitting me how much I've allowed that to put walls between me and people. It's like a callus. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really good way to put it actually. Yeah. Um, I wrote a, that sounds so stupid, dude. I feel like I'm like being way too, see, I struggle with it too. Mm-hmm. I struggle to do what I encourage you guys to do Yeah. because even though I can say, dude, tell me I care, I think you don't care. Right? Vulnerability is so, weird. So dude. what's the point? Mm-hmm. Right? I'm always going to, but it doesn't matter. I wrote a poem once and it's called Forged and I wrote it and that's how Good I poem. feel, man. I feel like I got forged into something. And I can't go back to being what I was before that. Hmm. And God is so good that he uses that for the kingdom. But sometimes I grieve what I had to lose to become what I am. That sounds so crazy, probably. No, man. I think that that's something. I don't know why that's making me emotional. But it is, right? Mm -hmm. Which is awkward for me because anyone that knows me knows I hate crying. Um. So it's the freaking point, right? Like, that's, that's that lie in my head. Yeah. Like, I could cry for you all day long, but I could cry for myself, feel so weak. 
<laughs> Dude, I feel that. It's it, you're a, you're like an empath except for yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably a TMI for a lot of you, and um, but that's really where I've been. And dude, it's crazy because there are these parts of me that I lost in being forged, right, into this thing. And so good that God can well what, let me be used, and maybe, maybe that's what had to happen. Hmm. But that's yeah. but it's hard, you know, and uh, it's hard, man. It's hard that I have had to figure so many things out in life. Um, first person in my family, uh, I have some great aunts, but like to be a believer. Um, I'm the oldest son, so that comes with responsibilities too, right? Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I'm the only believer, and it's like I love my parents so much, and they, but my parents are very much my family. I don't know. I feel like I'm not whining. We all have our thing, but they, uh, but they're pretty tough too. And stuff happened, and I just, I don't know, man. I just, I'm trying, I'm processing. I don't know, I don't know, because I don't. I'm just processing what all that means for me. And most of the time, I don't have time to feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to, it's just, it's crazy, man, to sometimes. Even as an adult, I'm like, man, I want to call someone and be like, what do I do? Yeah. You know? And you just feel like you don't have that. Well, yeah, I don't. Right? I don't have that. And here's the thing, like, for those out there that may not have that either, like, God is so good, and he will father you. And there's a lot of it, like, you know, his word gives us a lot of guidance, and prayer's real. And, man, I've almost tangibly felt God's hands around me before, like his arms, so I know. But it's okay to grieve that, that you don't have that person. Mm-hmm. That's why I love people's stories, you know. Um, there's a guy, I don't know if he'll probably listen to this. He knows who he is, that real close to us. I'm not going to say his name. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have anyone either. He's married, and it's just easy to be proud of you guys, you know, for the stuff you go through. But mm. I guess if I were to put this in a sentence, it's it's crazy those moments when you have clarity to go, man, I'm not like... Even the word broken is kind of wrong, but it's weird to to to. It's almost like I'm at this place in this in this journey, right? And I look back and I see, and I grieve what I lost to get where I'm at, even though I wouldn't trade where I'm at. Does that make sense? It's kind of like what I envision in my head is like it's almost like say because you were broken at one point, right? You were broken, and God's taking these pieces of you and He's building you back up. And it's like as He's building you back up, you can take a look back and you see the glue that's holding you together, and that's tough, kind of. Like, that's yeah, kind of how I yeah, envision it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think for me, it's scars maybe or more. Exactly. You know, and then there's this part of me that, like, that's sad, dude. I don't know, like, have you ever seen the Will Smith clip? It's pretty famous about his dad. Not like, and this isn't about my dad necessarily. Mm-hmm. He's like, I didn't need him anyway. I didn't need him when I did this. I didn't need him when I did that. Have you heard the? Have you seen this clip? It's pretty uh, famous. I may, I have you seen it? Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, Prince of Bel Air. Back. Yeah, it's super. Um, yeah, man, I feel like that sometimes because then there's this prideful side of me. It's like I didn't need it anyway. I don't need that, you know. Then it becomes fleshly instead of relying on God. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just to cover stuff. So, and again, 
it's so weird, dude. You know more about my life. It's really hard to share some of these things without feeling like I'm speaking poorly of my family, which is not my intention. I get it, dude. Right? That's not my intention. Yeah. I get um, it, man. But life is what it is, man. Like, sometimes, like, I'm sure there's people out there listening that feel guilty talking about things because you love your family. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make that stuff any less hard, and it doesn't mean you're trashing them to process that, so. 100% agree with you, dude. You're right. And I just, yeah, man, so that's kind of where I'm at. That probably seems, I was probably so rambling. So no, where I'm am fine. I at with that? I don't really know. I'm very thankful. I had this picture one time when I was praying of all these things in my life, these flashes. You guys know, like, I was homeless for a while. Like, you know all the stories, Yeah, it's right? crazy, man. You and I, I, I was like, God was saying to me, and I was there, and I was there, and I was there, you know. Even when you didn't know me, I was there. That's right. It doesn't mean, like, sometimes we get in this mindset and where people get mad at God because they think that he made that stuff happen. Like, why did you let that happen? And I kind of look at it a different way, man. Is like, how much worse would it have been if he wasn't there? <laughs> man, you already know. <sighs> yeah. So, this is just such a weird episode because I don't know why I'm being emotional right now. But I think, I think I'm recognizing that. Um, Christianity becomes really real in those moments. Because it is not as easy and clean cut as it looks, man. It's not. And that, you right. know? And that's why I get so passionate about people who like want to create this version of Christianity where we're we're perfected already. We don't mess up, we don't have sins, we don't so, we don't have brokenness, so we don't and that's so truth. dumb. Yeah, it's so far from the truth. Right. And it doesn't enable us to truly grow and heal from these things because we're not allowed to feel it. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to say like there are good people out there that do bad things and have addictions and problems and and stuff, right? That that really do want to overcome it. And so we but we don't we don't give room for that. Yeah. Right? It's like, what do you mean? You know Jesus, it's over, you're fixed. I'm like, man, that's not what I see scripturally. Mm. You know, Peter, Paul, Paul, you know, even afterwards when Paul was writing the books of the Bible, man, like he still wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. He was. Why was he insecure? Why did he always have to say, I'm not lying, and I'm, I know I'm the worst of these? And You know what I mean? Yes. Is this making sense? I'm probably rambling. Oh, man. I'm with you, dude. I think, in the, I think the reason why it's so emotional, man, is because, like, it's real talk. Like, we're having it, you know? And, like, you know, I think, you know, when you have, whenever you bring up your upbringing and all that stuff, man, like, it's nothing to be ashamed about, and it's nothing to feel like, you know, just to encourage you. Like, it's not, like, it's not wrong to bring that stuff up, dude. Like, you're not trashing your family, like... You're not like at, at the end of the day, it's just a part of reality of what your life was. And like, you know, and you mentioned like how, you know, the way you grew up compared to others. Like, yeah, man, there's pros and cons to every single every single aspect of a life. And like yours. Listen, like you said, God, I think he used he he used that to harden you up for where, where you're at now. Like you said, and I think it's a beautiful thing. But like you said, it's OK to grieve the fact that that's how it was. Because that's just part of one of your cons in life. If that's what happened, he used that. But it's okay to grieve the other side of what could have been. You know, th- there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and I think I don't know. Maybe like if you ever feel guilty for thinking that, like you're not allowed to feel that. But like that's not true. Like you are. Like you can feel that. You can grieve that. Because I, I, dude, I. That's one thing that I think you and I do relate on because I think that I think about that stuff when I let myself when I actually let myself like I that's think of, the key is I don't a lot and I think you don't either no yeah. because like dude like life would have been so different other ways even like even now like, who do you who do you who do you call right like yeah uh, 
some of you out there probably don't appreciate what you have when you have uh, parent or believers and relatives. And Absolutely. I think we both can say this. Yeah, man. You know, we're try. You know, you try your best. But uh, yeah, you wouldn't trade it. But golly, it's it's a blessing. It is, man. I agree. To like, have to have family out there. If you if you're one of those people. No family's perfect, but you've got a situation where you have people who are believers and who um, that you can go to, you know. And 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 that, but see, but then that continues, right? Because you and I have it better than a lot of people do. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I wouldn't trade. I love my family a lot, um, but same. And here's the other side of it with that is I grieve too because some of my family doesn't know Jesus, and if they're listening, they're gonna probably take that as I'm arrogant. That's what they always tell me, right? You're arrogant, and you. And it's not. It's because I see the way that they've lived out. Okay, I know the struggles I've had with my brokenness, and I am saved and be, and it's sanctified and changed. Amen. And I look and look at them, and I see the cycles that they're in because they they are scrambling to deal with the same wounds over and over. But they don't have the equipment, right? The truth of how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you know you can't find that healing and that fulfillment and that kind of, in in some of the kinds be. of things that certain people and friends and family of mine pursue mm-hmm. and I love them so much and to sit on the outside you know and say using the knife analogy like yeah I still have this gaping this this wound that's healing that I and I had the knife taken out and you still have it in there and you pretend it's not there that's right and you lash out at everyone and I don't know. So the whole point of this wasn't to whine, guys, but also kind of like you said, when I do that, it makes me more aware of the ways that I kind of, you know, I, it hinders my relationships, my, yeah. you know, friendships sometimes and all that kind of stuff. So, and I don't know, I'm just grieving a little bit, which sounds yeah. again so friggin' weak. It's not weak, man. You know that, you know, in your heart, you know that it's not weak. Yeah. And honestly, man, it's so sobering too. like you bringing all that up, like, because one of the it's funny because it probably seems so small, but one of the most eye-opening stories uh, that you've told on the show is Dan Bilzerian. Literally, I went, because that guy, he's a perfect example of, he doesn't, he's got, he's in his own cycle of, I'll just buy pleasure, because that's all, that's his all I words, have. right? Yep. I've given up on happiness, so I just, I'm just, I'm just focused on getting pleasure. That's right, and and for those of you who who don't believe, if you're listening or if you're not, and you're just you know looking on the outside, like when you look at the world in itself, like that's what that's everybody. They're in their own cycles of hurt that they're not going to get over, so they just run from one thing to the next, trying to find just a glimpse of happiness because that's all they can get out of it. That's all they can. It's it's like they're trying to buy it's happiness over and over again. It's right. It's a high. It's a perfect example. Yep. It's a drug. <laughs> happiness is a drug. They're constantly going to chase off, because right? the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, it's like, <laughs> Jesus, man, Jesus is a genius. <laughs> yeah. Talks about the well <laughs> with the water, the living water. That's literally what he's talking about. You'll be thirsty again if you try to drink from other ones, yeah. Exactly. Yep. It's true, man. And he says, you'll never be thirsty again with, with the living water I provide. And it's so true. Yeah, and, and that is, dude, that's a great point. And mm-hmm. I think you're right on. And it makes sense that Jesus' words then still... <laughs> Yep. It's a day. But, and I guess I want to say that for the hope of the other side of this is, you know, I'm sitting here grieving and I get sad. And, but you know what? I'm, but I also have a contentment and a joy that I can't put into words because Jesus has taught me. God has fathered me. That's right. God has literally shown me and made me and taught me what it is to be a man. And um, I'm still learning. But, you know, there's hope for you guys, for, for those of you out there that feel alone and feel like you don't have 
the support, you know, whether it's from friends or family, you know, there's these parts of you that feel like they'll never get fixed. That's not true. He's still in the business of healing. Hmm. Sometimes it happens immediately. And sometimes he's got to, you know, proverbially put mud on your eyes and all that stuff like he does in the healing. Sometimes it takes a while, but I think the question is the same question he asked back then. He's asking now, do you want to be healed? Hmm. And if you want to be healed, then sometimes it's going to take a process and that's, that's not fun always. No. Um, but, and, and I'll tell you this, this is from your life experience. The more you hold on to your false idols and your empty water, you know, your water that doesn't fill the harder that process is. Mm-hmm. When I look back, I think mine, my journey was a lot harder earlier on, especially because I almost refused to let go of the things that brought me those glimmers of happiness. That's right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, and, and so you know, it hurts more because you got because God's got to rip it out. And you know what's funny is I can almost feel empathy for those people because I remember. Me too. I, I, remember. I do feel empathy, and I literally because the reason why you cannot get yourself to let it go is because you think if you let it go, you're never going to have it again, Being, or, ha- or have any any that's right. happiness. It, it, it's over. That's yeah. it. It's all gone, and that's why life can feel so hopeless. And why do you think a guy like Robin Williams kills himself? Because whatever glimpse of happiness he thought it ran out and it was over and it's done. Now what? Nothing. That's well, why your identity died. or uh, professional athletes commit suicide. Your idol, Football. your yeah, it's your, over. your thing of of your source that of glimpse. water. Yep, that glimpse. Right? One of the most sobering moments. It's gone. I was at uh, our youth group because I volunteer there, and we were watching an I am second video, and there was a long snapper for the Seahawks, and he said, "We won the Super Bowl." We were all in the locker room, and we were all waiting for it to sink in. You see, what that really means is we were all waiting for it to make us feel how we thought it would make us feel, how we thought it would make us feel content, how it would make us feel like we finally arrived, Hmm. but it didn't. And I was like, dude, that is, that's one of the most, that's insane to hear. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane to hear. You've dedicated get your whole life to football and you get to that moment. That's that's the upper echelon. Well, that's that's the epitome right uh-huh. there. Yeah. And you're this this means nothing. <laughs> Beyond this, those brief moments. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Celebration. And that doesn't mean those things are bad, right? Winning the Super Bowl's not bad, but I think that's a great example, Clint, because that is the epitome of what of that well. I've yep. drank the last drop of that water. Yep. And it was really good. Now what? It reminds me of I have a similar one I saw one time on Facebook. I was scrolling through and it was the uh it was the it was the valedictorian of like a really high end college. Like I mean like and like they they and they wanted to go give their speech and like they called the name and everything and they went up there and they said, I'm gonna be honest with you, I've been waiting four years or however I can't remember how many years for this moment for them to announce my name. And now it's it's over, and like it was actually a really cool speech because they talked about that exact exact thing. I've done everything for this moment, and here I am. And honestly, the feeling it's gone. It's, it was there, and now it's gone. Mm-hmm. And now what? You know. And that, and honestly, that's why I love your mind too, because you also ask that in so many different life situations. Now what? Because it's so true. Even like you know, Clint used an example of the long snapper for the Seahawks. Like it's it's true. Like you've reached that moment. You were there. You thought were this mountain that you've been climbing for years, you'd get to the top of it. Now what? And I think that's why God is so important because God he is the now what always. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so for people who don't have that, you're right. What do they do? The junior stay all these people, all these athletes, all these musicians, comedians, whatever it is, 
people who are the Dan Bilzanians of the world who've reached a place where they think, I've always wanted this. Here I am. Now what? Nothing. And it happens in Christianity. Mm-hmm. I, the, one, the time that I use that phrase the most is in premarital counseling. That's right. I'll sit down with a couple, and I still remember a couple, uh, and, and they'll, if they're listening, they'll probably remember this. And I, and I said, okay, guys, you know, now what? Yep. Like, what do you mean? And, and some couples get it and some couples don't. And the ones that don't are the ones that get just the most deflated because even in Christianity, you're kind of like, okay, I've done my next Christian step, right? I found that believing husband and wife. I've gotten married. Great. We got a house. Now what? Yep. And then a lot of, sometimes, not a lot of times, they'll come back and go, well, I'm unhappy. And you think the marriage is why you're unhappy, and that's not the truth. The reason you're unhappy is you had pinned all of your hopes, your dreams, your that feeling uh, on that marriage, on and you realize thing. it's gone. And like yep. life is more than that. You know, when the, when the, the cake's eaten, the dress is off, uh, the party's over. Everyone kind of forget because you're kind of the center of the focus, right? You're center of the world when you get married. It's that glimmer. It's that yeah. glimpse of a high, man. And there it's it gone. And so, so what do we do then? Well, you know, the Bible tells us that. You know, there's there is fulfillment. You know, you die to self. Stop making life about everything you want, and find joy and contentment in worshiping God and serving and loving other people. And um, when you do that, there is a different kind of fulfillment, right? And there's a different kind of thing. And I think that's also why I could go deep and deeper, man, where God challenges us. You know, the, and even within Christianity, there's these many idols. So a lot of times it's, it's marriage and it's family. I don't know how many times. Well, you're asking me, you know, a lot of, a lot of people out there go family, God, you know, whatever else. Mm-hmm. Actually, they'll go family, work, God. Mm-hmm. And they think that that's an okay order because in Christianity, if you're successful, then you're doing it right. Successful being I've got 3.5 kids. Big house, nice car. I'm on the PTO, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm in the Kiwanis Club. Well, that's you're still finding your worth in those things, and then it's like, now what? Yep. Right. Well, I'm gonna find a different wife, a different job, a different family, a different husband. Well, it's still there. And God is like, it never, never goes away. <laughs> and God's even says, well, they said, you know, Jesus is always challenging that. When they came and said, hey, your your family's here. They want you to stop. And he goes, this is my family. <laughs> Right? He's yep. trying to get us to, and he's pointing to the people he's serving, and it's like, man, it's a weird call, guys. And, and if you're not a Christian out there listening, you're probably going, well, this sounds crazy because they're just saying life sucks and there's no hope, and that's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is life can never be about the thing, and the thing could be whatever it is for you, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Dude, that's uh, so success. that's and so deep, bec- man. And and so I this is what I always say to people. And you kind of said it earlier. I was going to ask about yours because mm-hmm. your your story you shared earlier sort of made me think about this. You know what I would because you said something about those that don't believe out there listening. This is what I would tell you. This is what I say all the time. If you're a non Christian, you're listening. I don't mean this snotty. I'm just a guy. You don't know me. Maybe you'll never come back to this. But I want to ask you one question. You're like I'm complete. How has it worked out so far living life for yourself? Yep. What's it like when the lights go off? You're laying in bed, it's midnight, everyone's asleep, and you're looking at the ceiling, and you've got everything you thought you wanted. Are you still, are you content? Because I'd be willing to bet a whole lot of money that I don't have that you're not. Nope. Because you know deep down there's more to life than this. And that, that more that you're looking for is what Jesus fulfills. Amen. Right? It's that thing we were created for. So, I don't know, weird episode today. Great episode. Ooh, venti. Um... How long have we gone here? How long has this been? Did you say we're venti? Venti. No. We're venti. <laughs> we're a Starbucks drink. Uh, 
No free ads. Corner production. You hashtag fifty three. We should probably at least answer a couple questions here, real quick. Okay. Uh, question one. We'll just do one each. Okay. Uh, I have here. For someone who claims to be a believer, if they think that swear words are funny through stand-up comedy or in movies, etc., do you think that they're spiritually mature? Um, I think it depends on how it affects their life. Um, you know, so for example, once again, once again, this is real talk. I'll I will use myself as an example. There are times where if somebody cusses in a video and and it's funny, and I think it's funny, it depends on how they use it in the context of whatever it is. You know, do I think now am I going to sit here and use that word to my own, you know, for my own life? No, because that's not who I am anymore. Used to be used to be terrible. Oh, gosh, I used to cuss all the time. It was really bad. Um, but that's not who I am anymore. Now, do I still find humor in that? Yes. Do, do I think that makes me immature? No. Um, now, I think that this is one of those kind of questions where you have to be honest with yourself, though. You know, I think you have to be willing to look and go, you know, by me watching this stuff that's constantly cussing and it has all this culture that I know isn't good, you know, and I find it funny and this is how I spend a lot of my time, you know, I think, you you know, you got to take a look at that. Is that making you stumble in your walk? And if you're really honest with yourself, if it is, you need to stop. You need to turn your attention to something else. All right, playing devil's advocate in this case, or whoever this person is, because I'm not saying I disagree with you, because mm-hmm. I think I know what you're saying, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to question as him. Okay, so you think it's funny to talk that way, but we're not supposed to. Uh, so I can use it in the ways that you think are funny. Depends on the context. I so think I can. That, I can uh, use F you as long as it's in a funny way. Uh, if you're a Christian, no. Okay, but you just said that it's okay to laugh at it and think it's pot, like funny then. Uh, as long as it so doesn't cause me to stumble in my walk with Jesus. Okay, but why shouldn't I do it then? If you say it's funny, mm-hmm. but I shouldn't do it, I, don't, I guess that those, two, those two don't compute. Because there's a difference between the standard of Christianity than there is to people who are not Christians. The rest but does of the that world, give a different message? I think it depends. Yeah. So I'm messing with you a little bit. Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to put myself in their their mindset. I uh-huh. will say this. I think let's separate the questions. Um, you know, do you because I know what your point is. Your point mm-hmm. is just because you catch you might see a movie where a guy cusses and you think that seems funny, that doesn't mean you're not spiritually mature. Right. I think what do you but do you as an AJ seek out those kinds of shows? Do you actually go, I'm gonna watch this comedian who I know talks dirty and laughs mm-hmm. and like do you seek that out do you aj i don't think i do as much as i used to well, i think i think there's parts of me that still think that stuff's funny sometimes. that's not what i mean by seeking it out i know mm-hmm. like whether you find it's funny i'm saying do you go in and type in these comedians and watch them oh no okay no. do you intentionally go no you don't right because why don't you i guess that's why don't you and i, I think the reason why i don't is because i have changed i am different yeah. in that aspect like i yeah so I kind of agree with your premise. I think it's kind of, I think it does depend. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, do, do I think that if you're a person who seeks out those kinds of things, watches those kinds of things, looks for them, like for instance, me, you know, I can't, I can't even listen to some of those anymore. I, I love rap. Everybody knows that. Right. There's certain rap music I can't even listen to anymore. Because it like at this point it like pricks me. Like, That's right. I mean, like You're I hear what they're saying. Yeah, and I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean if I'm listening to a rap song and there, like, for instance, there is one out right now. Okay, I already know which one you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, there's a rap song right now. Literally, he cusses one time. 
There's no point in it. I don't know why it does. But <laughs> yeah. I love the beat. I love the song. Catch. And actually, the message in the rest of the song is kind of about depression. It's pretty deep. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm spiritually immature because I've heard this song, and I think it's a good song, and I've listened to it when there's... Like, that one doesn't bother me. But there's other so- stuff where they don't use cuss words, but they're talking about things that are so, like, gross that are sexual that I can't watch. Now, if I'm going out there looking for that stuff, I think that's sort of a sign of... Mm-hmm. Of, of at least how serious I take my faith. That's fair. So I think it's, it, to answer this question is kind of complicated because you're tying someone's spiritual maturity to whether or not in a moment they find something funny. Come on, right? That's silly. That's almost like, well, I can't be friends with this guy because he cusses me. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I think it, it doesn't necessarily mean, but I do think if you're filling your life with that and there's been no change and you're going out and listening to that and watching that, then yeah, it kind of shows your level of maturity. I like Does that, that. make sense? Because I, I, th- I know what you were saying, but I'm yes. also I'm thinking as this person, yep. and you know what I mean. So definitely, we know that what you put in affects you. Absolutely, right? what you consume. Um, but that doesn't mean. Yes, I, mm-hmm. I like I like that you separate it. There's yeah. a difference between like seeking it and like, hey, that's funny in the moment. Or, yes, yeah, because you're still human. Absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. All right. Cool. What do you got? Um, oh you boy. can read that one. You mean right? No, I can do this. I believe myself. Okay. All right, next question. Is this the Melchizedek one? Uh, no. They should probably go with that one. Okay. Well, actually, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they're only going to be reading a long verse, though, man. That's fair. All right, we'll go with this one, then. All right, last question of the day. This question might require research, so I understand if it can't be answered right away. I was reading in Hebrews chapter 7, and I started researching Melchizedek. Melchizedek, yeah. Melchizedek. And... What the order of Melchizedek was, and came across some articles that said there was speculation that Jesus and Melchizedek are the same person. Did Jesus did Jesus show up in the Old Testament as other people? Yes, Jesus did show up in the Old Testament as other people, and it's called like a pre-incarnate, or at least there's an implication of it. It's really cool. So, for instance, Freaking in wild. the fire, that's right, um, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, was that Christ? Um, was it Christ who wrestled? Um, oh my good gosh. Is it Isaac? Isaac, yeah. Yep. Goodness gracious, I couldn't even think for a minute. Is that who wrestled him? Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, it could be. So Melchizedek's pretty interesting because this guy shows up to Abraham mm-hmm. after Abraham wins this battle, and he gives him this this bread as a reward and wine, and he says he does it in the name of the God Most High, right? Meaning God. Yeah. So what we we get these sense from the way Abraham responds to him that Abraham viewed him as like a higher spiritual authority than him, so a high priest. The thing is, this guy just kind of pops out of nowhere. We don't know him. And then other, so he's mentioned in Genesis, clearly. Mm-hmm. It's mentioned in one of the Psalms. And then it's mentioned in Hebrews in the New Testament. And one of those also mentions that he had no earthly father and mother. So you're like, what the heck? Like, well, who was this guy? And it also <laughs> says Jesus was, is like the new Melchizedek. It kind of call it paraphrasing in the order of Melchizedek. So here's the thing. Was it meaning in Hebrews literally that he had no father or mother, you know, or like uh, in those verses that he had no father or mother? If that's mm-hmm. the case, then clearly it can only be talking about Christ, and it was Jesus who showed up, and he interacted with Jesus right off the bat. That's freaking uh, nuts. Because the, Bekelzedek actually means like king of salvation or king of righteousness or something really? like that when it's translated. What? Uh, something like that, so ruler of whatever. So it could be. Maybe mm-hmm. he showed up. It could also be... Was it saying symbolically that Jesus trumps this old, this greatest priest that you knew, this this yeah. guy? Jesus is better than him, right? In Hebrews, and maybe that 
because you know in Hebrews they're trying to appeal to the Jewish people all mm-hmm. the way and say, hey, he's always been here. So either way, it certainly could be. But yes, there seems to be indication that Jesus ran, like showed up at times in the Old Testament, which is so cool. Oh, it's insane. Interacted, interacted with people, um, and that's and that's in the wording. Sometimes when we assume it was an angel, was it Jesus? I don't know. Pretty cool though. That, that was about to be my next question. I was like, could it? Because could it have been an angel? I yeah, but the, sometimes that's what's cool about this. You know me in word studies. I don't think they're. But one of the cool things is when it says like an angel of the Lord versus like um, can't remember something of the Lord, right? Those words are different. Exactly. So Which one means, could it be? You know, is he referring to something else? It's really really that neat. is awesome. Either way, we know this much that the point is is that Jesus is the true mediator, the best high priest, the true one that that goes before the God for us, you know, mm-hmm. the ultimate um, high priest, so that we no longer have to have those, you know, intermediaries. Pretty cool, cool question. Yeah, great question. Hope that answers your question. It's cool to think about. So the, we don't have clear indication in it either way. It could be. So that's, that's either way, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. All right, man. Well, hey, show went a different way than we anticipated because we had some other questions. We'll answer those, I guess, on... Thursday. Thursday. Uh, join us live, 8 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. If you've been watching us on YouTube, we're going to do a better job of inter- letting you interact with us on those and brainstorming because we don't interact with them and we need to because there mm-hmm. are people that watch on YouTube. That's right. So we're going to figure that out, guys. But, yeah, come join us at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time this Thursday. EST. You got anything to say, man? Uh, just thank you guys so much for watching. You know, again, like we said in the beginning of this episode, we'll, I'll remind you again, you know, what do you guys think of real talk? You know, we we want we want that feedback. You know, what what we want to do moving forward or whatnot. So please leave a comment below or you know go to the link www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk and uh, let us know. Um, and then also, if you're already here, if you're here at this point in the video, uh, would you please like or subscribe? Whether that's YouTube or Facebook or whatever, watch on Rumble. Uh, give us a Rumble, follow us, whatever. I think you follow on Rumble. I don't remember. Yeah, give him a Rumble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's about all I got, guys. Just appreciate you guys. You know, without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. So love you. Yeah. Hey, I don't have much to say. We love you guys. God loves you. If you're out there watching, you don't know Jesus. Take this moment. This is not a coincidence that you listen to this today. That God mm. is speaking to you. That God loves you. Doesn't matter your past or even your present. That your future can be different and secure. It's real. Both of us are two guys that didn't like. We have no reason to tell that weren't raised. Christian Jesus just you know saved us and I know that you've been probably told by culture Jesus that's so corny and all it's real man it's real God is real um and and Jesus is the ultimate expression of God's love for us so you need to check that out um you can start reading in the gospel of John or if you want to know what the gospel is you can you can message us and we'll get a hold of you somehow and we'll tell you all about him Hmm. Um, what he's done for our lives other than that hey we mentioned earlier aj said it we really do need your input if we don't get it that's okay we're giving the opportunity to be a part of this but if not we're going to make those decisions ourselves that's right and what we need to do please continue to pray for us um support like share engage that means talk to us interact with us those that do every week thank you so much we do see it we, we love, love you guys it. man we i could go on and on about so many people that are weekly you know that comment the norman the sierras the jasons um Man, uh, Regina, the, the Regina's, the Mandy's, the Amber's, the uh, man, I could think there's bunches. Trent, Trent, has time. Yes. Greg, you know, all of you um, that have interacted and given us encouragement. Brandon, we love you guys so much. Uh, if you consider giving, especially if you don't go to this church and you're listening from somewhere else, 
you can do that right now. Uh, even, you know, even five bucks means a lot. It's completely tax deductible. www.theremnant.life/give. Drop me on box to real talk. That's it. Hope you guys have a great day. God bless you.